live from Planet Lovetron, but he speaks so well with your host, Mr. Kinetic. Yeah, welcome back to Buddy Speaks So Well. This is Mr. Kinetic. Thank you for tuning in. It has been a minute. You know, life happens. I kind of just do this when I have time to really sit down and do it. Um, I'm not really super intentional about that, but it's whatever. I still have fun with it. But yeah, I'm back. I I had to go out and get... um, I went and got a different mic to do this, so hopefully it doesn't sound like the other one. <laughs> That's the thing about buying gear. Uh, you buy stuff and you like swear. You like swear to yourself that it really matters. I'm not really sure it does sometimes though. But, you know. So check it out. Um, Man, you know, I don't think... Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, the current guy that's uh, working as the president of the United States is going to continue to provide material for me because he's completely ridiculous frequently. Um, What's the latest thing? Mm, I mean, (laughs) you know, we can take our pick. Well, he fired Comey the FBI director who was uh, working on the investigation about the ties to Russia or whatever. You know, which, who knows how that's going to turn out. But, uh, (laughs) so today he, like, tweeted something about James Comey better hope that there are no tapes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press. (laughs) Which is like, so, is this man taping people now? Um, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And then Comey declined to testify before the Senate committee, I guess in private. So maybe he'll do it in, in a public committee. But I think uh, one of the senators said that it, Senator Warner, it is in our it is our hope in the not too distant future that we can find a time for Comey to come in and talk to our committee. So, you know, I mean, I, I something's got to give, I guess. My thing with the whole situation is that we really deserve to have uh, have more confidence in the president than than I feel like I do at the moment. You know, a lot of times he just seems like a con artist to me, but um, I still think that his uh, some of his positions, particularly the way that he attempted to appeal to African-Americans by saying, what the hell do you have to lose by voting for him? I think that was racist. Uh, I think that implied that in some way we needed some white man to come and save us from ourselves, I guess. Um which is just not, no, <laughs> that's not, no, no, that's not exactly, that's not even close to what I I think you should be trying to do for a group of people. You know, in, in particular, 
I think as a as a black man in America, you know, I'm not really interested in in being sold some kind of solution that involves somebody, anybody really, coming in to save me and my situation. I'm pretty sure that, you know, that's not my idea of of what would be helpful for me. So he lost me at that. He had lost me before that, but he definitely lost me there. But then, you know, some of these appointments, the attorney general is, or uh, whatever he is, I, I don't know. What is what is Sessions? I don't, I don't know. Let me, let me, what's his title? Let's see real quick. Can you do this on a podcast? Is it cool to just look up stuff while people are listening? Yeah, he's the attorney general. Jeff Sessions is talking about demanding harsher possible drug sentences now, which we know is disproportionately affects people of color and is ineffective and expensive. And so we're back to possibly back to doing that nonsense. And Sessions is mad questionable anyway. I feel like anytime Coretta Scott King questions your your character, you're definitely questionable. That, But maybe that's just me, but I feel like if Coretta Scott King don't ride with you when she was, you know, if, if her if her perspective on the matter was that you weren't worthy of uh, any kind of support, as far as it goes with civil rights and your views on race and, you know, social equity and things of that nature, then I think you're probably, I trust her opinion. She <laughs> She saw a few things, lived through a few things, so... But now it's just, I don't know, man. It's just this little, this little vibe of feeling like what's going to happen today. You know, I go to work and I'm not on Twitter during the day when I'm at work. Sometimes I'll look at it at lunch, but I don't, I don't really tweet during the day. Um, I don't have time for that. And the, the weird thing is that once upon a time, I did have time for that, but I don't know how I was doing that. Um... That's a whole different conversation, but there was a time where I had, it was more more of a therapeutic way to manage myself during uh, my preps and my lunchtime, but I don't even do that anymore. Um, it's just craziness most of the time. So <laughs> that's also coincides with when I used to eat lunch by myself. I don't eat lunch by myself anymore, but when I eat lunch by myself, it was a little easier to just kind of interact with something, read the news. I don't like feeling like I don't know what's going on all day long. So when you're in a classroom and in school, it's easy to feel disconnected from what else is happening in the world because you're not really concerning yourself with that. You have better you have better and more important things to do at the moment. So you kind of cut off from things in a way. It's been really weird over the last almost 10 years finding out about different things that have gone on in the world while I'm at work and like I, you know, being responding to it after everybody else is already hip to it and just super late to a lot of stuff sometimes. The only thing that wasn't like that is that a student told me when Prince died. So I think they just knew that I would care. So a student told me about that. But yeah, I don't know. Right now is to be as cordial as possible. This is just hot garbage right now in Washington, D.C. It's just craziness. Um, who's I don't know. Who knows? Some people are talking about he'll get impeached. I don't know. He got elected, so I don't really know. That kind of shook my ideas about what people will do. You listen to all of that and, you know, 
as usual, I like to point out that what I have to say about him is not a reflection of what I think about anybody else that was running. This is solely about him. This isn't one side over another. This is looking at one side's offering, which I believe is what we should be doing, is looking at what are, okay, so what are these people offering? And we have to be able to be critical thinkers and weigh out. If we go with this option, what does that mean in the long term? And it's always a gamble, but like this one was pretty obvious to me that this was probably going to be a mess. Um, but I don't know. Millions of people thought it was okay. So, and what I've said about that is that I feel like anybody that supports him is it, racism and other forms of uh prejudice and bias are not deal breakers to you. I don't know if that means that you agree with those positions, but if you would support somebody who has those positions, that at least tells me that you're okay with it. It's not a deal breaker. You can live with it, I guess. And it was just too much for me. It was just way too much for me to try to, there's no way I could have ever rationalized, you know, thinking that, yeah, that's a good choice. No, that never crossed my mind. And so far, uh, it's been kind of a mess. So we'll see what happens. But this is definitely a, a brave new world when it comes to the way things are working. It's uh, phenomenal. It's uh, It'll be hard to describe to people that are not alive for, and not or not cognizant for this years from now. If I'm still in a classroom and I, you know, and the next wave of students come through that were either too young to really have a good idea about what was going on or weren't paying attention or weren't even alive. I don't know how we're going to explain some of this stuff. This is bizarre, but you know, when you know your history, you also know that there's, at least from my perspective, there's no such thing as the good old days either. So I don't know. This might be more chaotic than certain time periods, but some of the stories I heard some of my, the elders in my family tell, were a lot more intense, at least on a daily basis, in terms of safety and uh, opportunity than this is for me as a brother, you know? So I try to keep that in mind, have some perspective. I still get up and go to work every day and I feel like I'm empowered to do what I need to do, even though I still have my own obstacles I have to work around and work through. I hate saying it could be worse, but I just know that there are certain things that I don't have to deal with openly that people in my family dealt with. So I figure we're built for this, you know, we'll, 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 I know I'll, I know I'll make it. I mean, long as the Lord see fit for me to continue, I know I'll be all right. So that's one thing I go to sleep with and wake up with every day. But anyway, we're going to take a little break, play a little jam. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to be more relaxed about how I approach this. This ain't like a TV show. I ain't got to hit cues and stuff, you know? get my phone out and look at my notes about what I want to make sure I hit. Yeah, we got some stuff we're going to talk about after the break. Y'all stick with me. This is Buddy Speak So Well with Mr. Kinetic. That's too much sauce. That's too much sauce. Protect the police, the plain one. That's too much sauce. Hermes in the aim, that's too much sauce. They let me know before I was famous, I had too much sauce. All of my heel blow now, that's too much sauce. That's too much sauce. Got too much sauce. That's too much sauce. That's too much sauce. Got too much sauce. 
That's too much sauce. What? Got diamonds on all of my fingers. That's too much sauce. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. of my diamonds they shot. Haters like knock that off. Yeah. Knock that off. All of your diamonds are woo. Stop that, dog. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. This is Mr. Kinetic. This is uh, Buddy Speaks So Well, my podcast. The only official Mr. Kinetic podcast that you're ever going to get. You can hear me uh, talk to y'all about whatever it is I'm thinking about. Uh, here lately is a lot of things, but that was uh, Too Much Sauce by DJ Esco featuring Future and Lil Uzi Vert. And some of you might be tuned in like, really? Mr. Kinetic, that's really? Hey, man, listen. I'm a high school educator. Um, I've taught at every grade level, but I work in a high school now. So K through 12. I've been in a building with all grades K through 12. And so for about the last 10 years almost, uh, be like nine years coming up in August, something like that. And so I've been around young people for a really interesting time in music. I've, I mean, I remember when Bieber was still like, you know, Bubblegum at the joint with Luda. I remember when Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana. And then I also remember, you know, I remember when Soulja Boy really started to blow up. I remember I was there for all of that. All these waves of music that, you know, Kid Cudi started to blow up a little bit. Um, like that little era of rap was going on at the same time. And then your Kanye kind of grows into like a mega star. Um, you know, Nicki Minaj coming out, Drake starting. I mean, first time I heard Drake was on comeback season and then he became a mega star. Lil Wayne watched him rise and then kind of, you know, recede a little bit. And it's just really been able to witness some, you know, Ninth Wonder moving on after Little Brother and same with Big Pooh and uh, rapper Big Pooh and uh, Fonte and watching them go off into different things. Fonte goes off into foreign exchange and, you know, rapper Big Pooh is, you know, still out putting out music and Ninth Wonder. You know, links up with Rhapsody and ends up, you know, on Kendrick Lamar's album doing beats and like, you know, just watching that growth and Thundercat and Flying Lotus and all these, you know, Tame Impala, all these different things. And I've been able to watch like young people absorb these things and you know, with Dame Funk, all these, all these different kinds of movements growing around and in myself at the same time being involved more in the, in the, the scene here in Indianapolis uh, with, with, with my buddies and, you know, ATFU, Rusty Rembacher, uh, Sunny Paradise, Fee Ray, Erratic, A. Skywalker, Dada, you know, my crew, uh, Alpha Live, a.k.a. Gentleman Alphonse, a.k.a. Jason E.C. Wright, you know, and being connected to all these different areas. So I've had what I was doing, which is not at all like too much sauce. <laughs> and then even watching my cousin, you know, out in St. Louis and East St. Louis with uh, Stand Up Entertainment and uh, Fresco Kane, the Jenna, aka jenna you know my cousin you know watching all these different movements and being like really kind of hands-on and twitter connected me people like malls out malls out in north carolina shinobi stalin um man scientific scientific with the q at the end you know all the shrug life all the people we connected to gm out in new york um nemo out in you know in kentucky and war and peace and you know, Nan out in California, just, you know, Jillsworth, um, Shea Cobain, Dr. Kill, uh, Thessalonians up in Chicago, Thelonious, Martin, 
Um, and I'm sure I'm missing people, but you know, I've been able to have all these different connections through music. And uh, and then people around the scene here in Indianapolis, Oreo Jones, uh, Sirius Black, Great Granite, Freddie Buns, uh, John Stamps, K Nags, you know, Jay Brookins, um, Dylan Prevails, Bangs Nicely, El Carnicero. I don't know, just uh, man, it's just you know, Ed Trauma, uh, Native Son, Twin Cats, Midwest Hype. Celine Neon up in Chicago, they used to be the Embraceables. I mean, it's just a bunch of people that have been able to meet. Uh, my buddies down in NOLA, uh, Wanda Reimer, DJ EF Cutting, you know, Larry. You know, Larry, heck of a photographer, Larry Average. Uh, check him out. Just, uh, you know, been all, part of all these different things. My boy Garrett Odom down in Clayton County. Um, I love shout outs, man. This is so hip hop right now. But anyway, to get back to my point, you know, I've watched all these different musical movements roll around. And uh, the thing about it is that I've been able to see what young people are listening to. And I've always, you know, known what me and my homies and what I was into. And it ain't always overlap, but then I also have to DJ. So I've always had to keep my eyes and ears on what was going on because I'm playing a lot of that music sometimes when I'm out working. And I don't want to be that guy who's like, I'm not playing this guy. I like I I want to be able to work. And the way that you're able to work as a DJ is you play what your clients want to hear. Now, you can you can take the high road and say hey, that's beneath me and all that kind of stuff. You can do that if you want to. And you might still be able to have a client base and say that there's just certain stuff you're not going to play. And I, I really, fortunately, I don't have to make those calls. I don't have to say there's certain stuff I won't play. I played everything from country to, to swing to polka, hip hop, R&B, soul, whatever. If, it, if it'll move people and connect with people, I mean, I've played a lot of it. I just won't play stuff that's crass or is racist or, you know, stuff that I just like fundamentally can't get down with. Um, like in a hardcore manner it's like just no there's no way like i'm not playing no david allen co on no gigs you know what i'm saying so we don't have to worry about that but i'm not standing up there trying to pass judgment on people for what they listen to because i've listened to all kinds my whole life you know stuff that would make people say oh my goodness i mean i've listened to it you know when i was riding around in high school listening to three six mafia and you know ugk and <laughs> just you know david banner um Lil John records and you know some of that stuff I was listening to I'm sure people would be like man that's like you know some of it you know clips I mean there's all kinds of subject matter Jeezy Gucci Mane back before you know way back you know back when he had the Bart Simpson chain like I, I'm listening to all kind of music I'm you know I like if it you know if it'll move my you know if it'll move me I'm, I'm gonna listen to it for a little bit you know it's kinetic after all it's about that motion not a standstill at all so um, you know, it's, I mean, I get down with it, but being connected to kids, listening and, and watching what they like, it's always been beautiful because they are so energetic and enthusiastic about the stuff that they like. And so stuff like, I've heard Lil Uzi Vert's name. I started to really hear his name a lot last year. Um, you know, I remember hearing Future on like some cats, some cats I know like Joe, uh, used to be Prince J., Prince J's mind frame back in the day. Jehovah Music on Twitter. He used to talk about future and it was like back when the Pluto album was out. But I remember hearing Karate Chop and be, you know, with what I think I think Wayne is on Karate Chop, you know. So and Ben know who Future was. And but I remember when Lex Luger was the main big time, you know, producer for a little bit. 
and he was putting out stuff. I remember I was there when kids were listening to Chief Keith and talking about 300 and then Lil Bibby and Dirk and all this different stuff, you know, out of Chicago and stuff out of Atlanta. Um, you know, the kids keep me up on what's going on. I mean, I remember hearing Whippin' Nene before anybody posted any YouTube videos doing it in their living room, you know, in the suburbs. Like, I remember hearing all of that music through my kids. They've always kept me up on what's been going on because they are so enthusiastic about it. They know I like music, so they come and talk to me about it. And I don't rebuke them at all. I mean, I love it. I remember hearing they was trying to tell me about 21 Savage. I'm going to see what that's about. I'm going to Lil Yachty. I'm going to see what that's about. You know, they, you know, they, and then there's some kids that are in the stuff that's even more, I guess, esoteric in some ways or more isolated, not even that's even in a different space. Like, you know, there's some there's some kids I know that are listening to uh, Flatbush Zombies and telling me about that. And some of them rock with Isaiah Rashad and I rock with that. And, you know, I listen to Lance Skywalker off of TDE, you know, used to, you know, from Johnny Rockets, from the Rocketeers, I think it was, a group out of Chicago. Shout out to my man Jason Wright for telling me about, you know, some background on that. But, you know, all that, you know, different kind of stuff. Schoolboy Q, I heard about him first from some kids. They were telling me about Man of the Year. I'll never forget that. Man of the Year and Collard Greens. They were like, Yo, you got to go check that out. I was hip to Kendrick, but I wasn't really hip to Schoolboy Q like that. And I knew about Ab Soul from going to a show uh, at Earth House here in Indianapolis. He played with MERS and I DJed downstairs, you know, before the show. I remember that. And like, so, but my kids have kept me plugged into a lot of that. So when I see adults start to argue, like, you know, nah, there's young people, they trash, blah, blah, blah. They listen to stuff that's mumble rap, trash, blah, blah, blah. Okay, maybe, maybe it ain't the most technically, you know, complex rap that I've ever heard. But, I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, there was a time where, you know, I was trying to hear the, the latest Lil John record in the club. I wasn't really... But at the same time, I was listening to Jay-Z and was listening to Wu-Tang still. I was still bumping Outkast records, all that kind of stuff like that. And, you know, I was, you know, Talib Kweli and High Tech. I was still, you know, with some of that and Jurassic 5. I remember some of that stuff I was listening to back then, Mad Villain um, later on. But, you know, MF Doom and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so it wasn't like I was ever always listening to one kind of thing, but I was still listening to a lot of funk records and jazz and always listen to more than one thing and people talk like kids only listen to one kind of music and I'm here to tell you they don't I know a lot of kids that are teenagers and younger they listen to all kind of stuff too and so while you might fixate on the stuff that you think is um trash I guess that's let's just let's not paint it like that's all that they're aware of and like they have no kind of understanding of anything else you can play music that's 25 30 years old in a room full of 16 year olds and they know about it because they a lot of them have parents or family members that still are listening to whatever they listen to so if anything as time passes i feel like we're going to start to hear more music and, and be able to recycle some music and because people will have a, a different connection with it just because of memes and videos and all kinds of stuff like like when ghost town djs when my boo was kind of a thing that like had a resurgence last year my kids were into that and the New Edition special that was on BET, they talked to me about New Edition records now. And that would have never happened without, I, in my opinion, the documentary kind of helped, or the, uh, well, not really documentary, but the biopic bio or whatever you want to call it, miniseries. That kind of brought some of that back to the forefront. You know, but when they turned that off, maybe they did go listen to, to a record by, uh, you know, 21 Savage. Maybe they wouldn't listen to Sneaking. You know, maybe they wouldn't listen to... Uh, 
You know, a lot of kids are even hip to stuff like Anderson Pack. There's kids that they're hip to that. They listen to Kendrick. You know, so at the same time you're talking about, oh, they listen to J. Cole. I mean, they go, they're talking to me about last couple years ago, they went to go see J. Cole when he was on tour. And that was a big deal. A lot of kids went to that. And I know Future's gonna be here in a in like a month or so. A lot of kids are going to that, and that's fine. I just think it's bogus to make it seem like they have no taste at all just because they like stuff that you don't like. I just don't ever want to be like that as an adult. Now, I'm, am I riding around listening to some of the stuff they listen to? Yeah, some of it. I like that record. Uh, what is it? Looking Exotic by Future. I like that. It's wavy. You can get in the car and you can play that. It just, you know, feel good. To me, anyway. You know, I ain't really all caught up in I ain't, you know, I figure I'm not a literalist about music like some people are. And like, well, you know, if, if that's what they're listening to, then you know that's going to just... Yeah, okay, music has an effect on people, but don't don't make these kids seem dumb, like where they're like, can't discern the difference between like music and a song. Like how many of us listen to clips, but have never touched cocaine, never flipped no kilos in our life? Like we listen, you know, you listen to all that, listening to Jeezy, I ain't never put no kilos in the door panel of my car. I didn't want to listen to a rap record and be like, yeah, I'm about to go do that. People that are going to go do that kind of stuff. They gonna do it whether rap exists or not. I mean, there's plenty of people listening to that and ain't thinking about, you know, picking up no flags, you know, and banging on no colors and you know, getting killed out here before some gang violence just because they heard it on a record. We need to stop stop playing like everybody hears that and they're gonna go and do it. A lot of people are able to discern the difference. There may be some people who don't, but I feel like that's our responsibility to be out here and be willing to, you know, I don't know. It's that age old discussion. Like, is it just entertainment? I do think artists have some degree of responsibility, but I think that means that they need to be honest. I'm not really here to tell people that they shouldn't tell their stories. I tell my stories in my records. So I feel like if that's the stories that cats want to tell, they want to portray or the character they want to put on when they when they get on the mic, I kind of try to stay away from that and try and police people's creativity in that way. I do think people do need to know there's a possibility there can be like some deep effects from the music and the content, but to just wholesale say that you know, it's automatic. And then the, on top of that, try to say that it's trash just because you don't like it. It's just a weird conversation to have. Sound like our parents in some ways, our parents' generation. No, turn that down. Like, you know, fortunately I had parents, they, they were like some of that stuff they were just couldn't get with because of the language and the content. They were like, oh, my, it's just a little much. But my parents, it's still, it's still a joke in my family that when Triumph came out by Wu-Tang, it was like all they could hear was the bass from my room. You know, or me bumping Outkast records or Bone Thugs and Harmony at the time or stuff like that. I mean, I ain't never not played the music that I liked around my parents. They played music they liked around me, and I'm glad that they did. But, you know, every now and then my dad would open my door and I'd be listening to, um, I don't know, any number of things. Usually back then it was a lot of Wu-Tang, a lot of Outkast, Snoop, Busta Rhymes, um, you know, a lot of DMX, stuff like that. I mean, I was in Jay-Z. I was really Kanye. I was into all that. I'd come home from college and be playing whatever in my room. A couple summers that I came home, my dad would be, he'd stop and be like, man, what's this? And, you know, he would try to, he's always wanted to try to know what was going on. He'd nod his head, tap his foot for a little bit. Then he'd go on about his business. You know, but Saturday nights growing up with my parents, they always played music, you know, in the living room. And they would play what they wanted to play. They would play the music that they liked and, that's how I knew all of that. And I do the same thing now in my house with my family. And it's a tradition, but 
I'm not about to be out here the old crotchety guy who can't figure out why these kids enjoy it. They don't enjoy it all the time. They're not always listening to it. They listen to, most of them are listening to a well-rounded um, or have at least exposure to a well-rounded set of music. Those that are living in families where music is something that's important. And uh, instead of worrying about how they're going to turn out, you invest in the life of the youth. Be an example. Uh, find a way to serve, volunteer, or do what I did and pick it up as a career. Decide that that's what you want to do, how you want to serve for your life, you know, as a professional. So you got options if you don't really like the way things are turning out for kids. You don't have to stand around and talk about what you don't like and have no plan to do anything. Anyway, we'll be back in a little bit. This is Buddy Speaks So Well with Mr. Kinetic. Thank you for tuning in. As you call them, they call you when they need something Trees for the blunt, to G's for the front I found a way to get peace of mind for years And left the hell alone, turn a deaf ear to the cellular phone Send me a letter or better, we can see each other in real life Just so you can feel me like a steel knife At least so you can see the white of their eyes Bright with surprise once they finish spitting lies Associates, is your boys, your girls, bitches, niggas, homies Close, but really don't know me Mom, dad, comrade, peeps, brothers, sisters, duns, dunnies Some come around when they need some money Others Make us laugh like the Sunday funnies Fan be around whether you pay the bummy You can either ignore this advice or take it from me Be too nice some people take you for a dummy So nowadays he ain't so friendly Actually they wouldn't even made a worthy enemy Read the signs, no feeding the baboons Seeing as how they got your back bleeding from the stab wounds Y'all know the dance, they smile in your face Y'all know the glance, try to put them on, they blow the chance Never let your so-called mans know your plan a show of hands is a term some people use loosely I'm real choosy on what I choose to let crew see You telling me I try to act broke Jealousy the number one killer among black folk Fellas be under some type of spell like crack smoke Ghetto Cinderella's leading right to your stack low Just another way a chick will lead to your end I checked the dictionary for the meaning of friends and said Person one likes to socialize with, sympathize and help her, and that's about the size of it. Most of the time, these attributes is one-sided. To most of the crime, they have to shoot you through your eyelid, and they can't hide it. Going wild like a wild bitch. Sometimes you need to cut niggas off like a light switch. And when things get quiet, catch them like a thief in the night. What a right! I first met Mr. Fantastic at an arms deal. Don't let it get drastic. Think of how your moms will feel when they get for real. Still get the sparking. Everything darkened. It ain't no talking for something so cheap and so it buys a lot of trouble They better off focusing and trying to plot the bubble Or else it'd be a sad note to end on The guns we got us some come in the form of codependence A lot of times only end up being co-defendants Ten bucks say they tell for a lower sentence They leave you up under the jail begging for repentance It don't make no sense What happened to the loyalty? Honor amongst crooks, trust amongst royalty I'd rather go out in a blaze than give them the glory A similar story The four lovers, we need to have some type of overstanding Just so when I let her get the man thing she know it's no strings We could do the damn thing but hoe it's no rings Just how the tram swings Will she see him again? That depends on how good was the skins And could she memorize the lessons? It ain't no need to pretend Even though she let him stab it She know they just friends.
Yeah, it's Mr. Kinetic, but he speaks so well. Ow. Back again, that's Deep Fried Friends by MF Doom. Villainous. Yeah. Shout out to MF Doom. You know, I know it's an acquired taste. It's one of those things, either you like MF Doom or you don't. But I am a fan. Big fan. Just love the, I love how everything is like, yeah, that'll work. It's like, you know, when you think about the beats, you listen to them, it's like, who would think to take the drums from Friends by Houdini? And then, you know, put it with that Ronnie Laws, Doom. It's like, yeah, that'll work. And he raps over it. And it's just, love that record. But uh, makes me think about, <laughs> this segue is so artificial, I love it. <laughs> that song makes me think about what it's like to have friends as I age. Really, that is what it makes me, you know, that's what we're talking about. I was having a conversation with one of my homies, Mula. Shout out to her. She's amazing. Great creative spirit. Awesome person. Indianapolis representer as well. You know, we got some awesome people that are here and from here that contribute in our beautiful city. Circle City, baby. We riding daily, baby. But uh, we were talking um, last time she was here about you know, as we get older and friends and how friends play a role in our lives as as adults and how friendships are important and the, you know, why they're necessary and, you know, how we have to nurture them and how they can be difficult sometimes because it's not we're not always in agreement and uh, we're, but we're learning from each other and how important that is. And I was out last night with my buddy Jason Wright, formerly known as Alpha Live and Gentleman Alphonse. Look him up. Brilliant brother. One of my, I love him dearly. One of my greatest friends, um, like family, truly. And he's out in L.A. now. And so when he's here, I get a chance to talk to him. And we were just listening to each other and talking to each other and sharing stories and laughing and being serious and, you know, talking about different creative ideas we both have going on and the different, the, you know, the difficulties with, you know, having creative blocks and being willing to put stuff out. And, because I am terrible you know, full disclosure, I'm terrible at sharing things that I'm working on. Just terrible at it. That's part of why it takes so long for you to get another episode because I know I can just, I don't have to rush. And, you know, I probably should be a little more regular about it and intentional, but I'm like, you know, Jason is the one who hears all my music first. And I think I probably said this before on the podcast, but he's the one who hears a lot of it first. And he's also the one who's always like, why haven't you put that out? <laughs> and so... Uh, just sitting with each other. I'm such a better person for knowing him and being around him. And it's just been an amazing experience. And so as, I, as I'm as i tempted to find reasons to opt out of friendship sometimes because I have too much going on or just sometimes just don't want to be engaged like that and with people. And um, it was just a nice moment to realize that, no, that's something that's important. It's very necessary and uh, need to cherish those things. Uh, you know, cherish friendships that you have with people as you get older. That's something that I'm learning a lot more about. And I know that seems real basic, but for me, it's not. Um, I've never had a hard time not talking to people. Um, I enjoy talking to people. I really love doing it. But if it's not, you know, if it's not, you know, I don't, if I don't find it as productive as I think it should be, it's not hard for me to not do it or just opt out 
And so I'm glad I'm not opting out of that. I'm actively trying to make sure that I nurture my friendships and I cherish my friendships because they've made me a better person and allowed me to be more humble as I learn and realize, wow, I really never thought about it that way or wow, I don't even know anything about that and I need to. So I know somebody out there that'll resonate with someone. Maybe, I don't know, hit somebody up you haven't talked to in a while that you're friends with or you claim to be friends with. Hit them up, see what they're doing. Go get coffee or call them or FaceTime or whatever it is, write a letter. You know, check them out, see what's going on past just liking their photos or something like that. So, yeah, it feels good to get that off my chest. You guys have heard a couple of new songs over the course of the podcast. Um, and uh, for this next break, I think I'm going to play another one. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the grocery store and food. You know, we got to do that before we get out of here. This is uh, Buddy Speaks So Well with Mr. Kinetic. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, write, rewrite, recite, then let it happen. Clapping over mid-ranges, exchanges of phonetic work. Cool jerk, bop to the one, two. Bounce more than can fit in an ounce. Keep it rolling, holding power like outlets and generators. Shred through the phony sets with razor sharp manipulation. Creating in the space to allow for release of my mind's HD output. Stay put, but in motion, the notion that I'll stop is off the mark. Flow automatically with precision. The vision similar to magic. Running the paint with weapons. These ain't shoes. Simple sounds of soul, but uh, no dinner snack. Then keep it oscillating. You know my steed, natural and organic. Just how I planned it, then I vanish. Custom comfort in the zone. Hold the rhetoric in high esteem. Complete with emotion and reverence. Who else if not me? When it comes to being me, gotta rep myself at all times No time to get snared in the mess I must confess I'm far from days of feeling hopeless and broke down Still grinding, trying to leave something for the world to see and remember Long after my time, my method is to rhyme or maybe not But over musical palettes, I'm still scribing on online pages No restrictions, personal narrative, poetry is my preferred device Letting life be the guide, and I'm just on the ride The seatbelt is on, my eyes on the road, my seat is laid back I'm leaning, taking the scenery and in one line at a time Staying in my lane like that, like that, y'all back here on buddy speak so well that one is called right rewrite it's currently unreleased so uh world premiere premiere <laughs> yeah all right so 
That one's on my next project. I, I, when I put it out, it'll be on mrkinetic.com uh, by way of mrkinetic.bandcamp.com. I run all my music primarily. I encourage you to go get it through Bandcamp. That's how I get the most money if you buy it. So just full disclosure. You want me, you, if you're a person you're listening to this, like I want to support you with my dollar. Buy my music from Bandcamp, please. If you got to buy it from iTunes, cool. Got it. Not going to be mad. But if you really want to help a brother out, go cop that at bandcamp.com, mrkinetic.bandcamp.com. But definitely streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your music. Please go and play it. Listen to it. <clears throat> and if you like it, tell somebody about it. And if you know somebody you think might like it, tell them about it. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sitting through that sponsored ad from yours truly. Now, so grocery store. If you follow me on any, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, sometimes I put food on there. But if you follow me on Snapchat, at Mr. Kinetic, you, you know when I have time, I get busy in that kitchen I like to cook. I really do. I love it. It's relaxing. It's something I can, can kind of have. It's like a, a battle against the elements in some ways to like make, make the perfect meal for the perfect moment. And I love doing that. I love the challenge that cooking can have if you're adventurous about it and you pick things that like, I don't really know nothing about that, but I'm going to try it. And so the hard part about it for me, which is also how I love being in a grocery store so much, is like, yeah, it's like preparing for a mission. You go in the grocery store, like, I need this, I need this, I got this at home, I already got this, I ain't never bought this before, I don't know where it is, but I'm going to find it. Like, I love that part of it. And so on top of the music, but I really love the experience because I'm like, I know I'm going home and I'm about to rock this. So the hard part about it for me, though, is that I know I probably should be eating a little bit better than I do. And I've been slipping here lately. I've been, I ain't been cooking like I should, but, you know, I still try to get in the kitchen at least a couple times a week and make enough that it'll stretch a couple days. And we're a leftover house. So um, kudos to those of you who got it like that where you don't have to do that. But we're a leftover house. I grew up in a leftover house. And for those of you who don't know what I mean, to me, a leftover house is where you're going to eat the same thing at least a couple days a week. Because my mama was making that big old giant pot of spaghetti because she was working and she was you know she didn't have time to be cooking every day she made that big old pot of spaghetti we ate spaghetti three four days out the week so and liked it now now i have no use for spaghetti i don't want none at all um i'll pass <laughs> but growing up it was the thing i remember eating a lot of spaghetti eating a lot of chili uh a lot of sloppy joes onions and peppers and sausage uh breakfast for dinner mom used to hook it up so, and that's how I learned how to cook. I learned from my mama and my grandmama and my grandfather. It's primarily the three people I learned from. So, the hard part about it is that, man, I still am still trying to get to the point where I eat a little bit healthier because I really, my body is, I only get one and what I put into it, I really believe that what I put into it is directly connected to what I'll be able to do with it and how well I'll be able to do the things that I set out to do when I leave the house. So, it's very important to me. I just have been slacking a little bit lately. So, um, I know some of you have asked me when you see me, like, man, you look really be about cooking. Or you'll see me on Snapchat, you'd be like, you be really be getting it in. I'm like, I really love it. I love it. It's, it's amazing. There's nothing in the world to me that feels quite like knowing that you put in some work to prepare something to nourish someone else's body. You cook for them and you serve it to them and you say, here is something that you can live off of, you know, and be glad to do it. Might have heard some water running just a second ago. It's real in here. I'm telling you, it's like it's like you're here. 
It's like you're here. So, anyway, that's pretty much it for this episode. I've talked long enough. I'm glad to be back. His buddy speaks so well with Mr. Kinetic. Please visit me at mrkinetic.com. Hit subscribe on iTunes. Share it with somebody, man. I don't know how many people really listen to this, but I hope it's a lot of people because I love y'all. And I want y'all to hear this and come and talk to me about it sometime. If you have an idea about something you want me to talk about or you think I should talk about or you want to offer some input about something I could talk about, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I'm everywhere. At Mr. Kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-K on all those platforms. It's very simple. Um, Fortunately, I don't have to fight anybody for my name on those spaces. So you can always find me. And if you need a DJ, hit me up for that too. You need an MC on your record, hit me up. You need some beats, hit me up. You need me to play bass, hit me up. You need me to play keys, hit me up. You need me to MC an event, I do that too. Hit me up. I would love to be there. would love to meet you. would love to talk more with you. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go out in the world and do something positive, productive, and peaceful. And I'll holler at you on the flip side. Peace from Planet Love Tron. It's your boy, Mr. Kinetic. But he speaks so well. <laughs>